0: Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. Joining us is Paul Tan, Director of the National Arts Council, the Deputy Chief Executive Officer at the NAC as well. Paul, good morning. Welcome to Weekend Mornings.
1: Morning, Glenn Neal. Thanks for inviting
0: me. Uh, it's great to have you on. And as Neil just mentioned, we've, you know, there's a lot of concern in the arts community about the help that might be coming uh, their way. They need it. And so many of the knock on workers, the, the casual workers that work in the industry. What's been happening from your perspective at the, at the NAC? Uh, where do you see are the challenges and the opportunities to, to give help to the arts yeah. community?
1: Thanks, thanks. Thanks for that. I mean, of course, the situation is really challenging, you know, for, for the culture sector, you know, whether you're running an art gallery or a theatre or whether you're, you're an independent practitioner. I think there's been challenges all around. I think what we've tried our best to do, and as you know, as NAC is a statutory board, is a government stat board, so we've been working with the rest of government to make sure that the sector is supported as best as possible with the kind of resources that we have. And of course, we have uh, ramped up everything from our... Funding, you know, to uh, through the various schemes, like uh, to to encourage more people to to up upskill during this period, you know, offering uh, new more flexible grant schemes on that score. Uh, certainly, also for digital presentation, to try and encourage them to think about how they can uh, put more of their existing or new works up online, and there's grant funding for that. For the companies, there have been, for those who occupy spaces, rental waivers. There's a job support scheme, which of course applies to all sectors of the economy. But specifically for the arts, it, the, the job support scheme will be specially uh, uh, created. Uh, uh, there's a special tier for the art sector. So when the rest of the economy goes down to 25%, you know, in terms of the the quantum that's being paid out, uh, the art sector is kept at 50%, along with other sectors which have been badly affected during the circuit breaker period, yeah. So that's, I mean, there's a lot of stuff which you can find online, but it's to to put the message out there that there is special consideration for for the culture sector, but it takes all of us to make this work, and it also means that, you know, those Singaporeans and patrons who have had deeper pockets, you know, I'm sure you would have heard that the, the arts groups need your help and some of them have very creatively put up their fundraising programs online. So please, you know, support. I think it's, it's important all of us uh, play a part to keep Singapore's culture scene uh, sustained.
2: Yeah, that's undoubtedly true, Paul. And you and I are both in the arts community to varying degrees. And, and the, the more common thing that I'm hearing from arts practitioners from all various industries, and I think it's important to stress that you cover... The NAC covers the best part of 50 companies, right, in dance, literature, music and visual arts. So it's a very broad scope that you're looking at. And this figure, $55 million, has come up a lot. I've read it in the media, this, this $55 million arts package, for want of a better term. Do you know yet how that number, if it is 55 million, correct me if it isn't, how that figure will be dispersed Because that's the that's the issue. That's the question I'm hearing most, Paul. Is who's getting what and when?
1: We're still uh, working through, but certainly some of the funding has already gone out. You know, the two of the schemes that we talked about, um, the capability scheme, you know, to try and get uh, uh, companies as well as uh, uh, freelancers to think about upskilling, as well as a digital grant uh, accounts for a a portion of the funding. There have also been a lot of commission work that we've put out, whether it's uh, our from the Living Room series, which we have put on uh, Facebook during this uh, uh, circuit breaker period, uh, various things that NAC is commissioning to try and make sure that the funding goes out. I mean, when NAC commissions, it's really, really with, the, with the very clear kind of objective of trying to push out as much of the opportunities to, to the, the arts groups as possible. Uh, but that said, you know, I mean, that's, of course, not the, the full sum. I mean, we're, we're still trying to monitor, trying to see, for example, uh, how the job uh, support scheme pans out, because now you have uh, uh, a move from 75% at the job support scheme in terms of funding uh, the wage bill to uh, 50%. Uh, and then how that that pans out, because we see that the, this COVID pandemic is something that's not going to, you know, be resolved, you know, so quickly, as everyone knows, you know, so I think it's important for us to kind of monitor the situation and then see where else we can uh, uh, uh support, you know, and, and you are right, Neil, I mean, we do have over 50 companies. And uh, these are independent companies, which which have all very different needs, you know, whether you're, for example, the Singapore Book Council, which looks after literature mm. or whether you're the Singapore Dance Theatre or whether you are someone like the, the, the Singapore Dance, Singapore Drama Educators Association. So everyone has got slightly different needs. These are all major companies which we want to, to make sure that you know they are able to, to thrive during this uh, challenging period. So I think all the feedback that that has been given by our our theatre friends, whom we know very well, uh, I mean, that's all taken on board. Uh, They also have a direct line to us, and we engage them individually as well, just to assure that, you know, it's certainly something that we're mindful of. And I think we're all on the same page. We want the arts sector to thrive. That's very, very clear. But I think at the same time, I, I want to kind of make that call out to people who have been supporting them. Can you think about whether you can continue to support them, support them with even more Uh, whether it's it's in kind or, of course, you know, uh, in cash as well.
2: Yeah, Yeah, can we just clarify one point? The 55 million and the job support scheme, are they the same thing or are they separate? In other words, are arts companies eligible for the job support scheme and a portion of that 55 million? Yes, of course, they're separate. Okay, just wanted to clarify that point. Mm, mm
0: Yeah, we're speaking with Paul Tan, the director of the National Arts Council and deputy chief executive officer at the NAC. And, Paul, you know, in our recent conversations that we've had with, you know, Ivan from Wild Rice and Gaurav from SRT and uh, Adrian from Pangemonium all of them have said, you know, they are – putting their content online. They've done that already. Um, but it's just, you know, obviously it's not a moneymaker, uh, you know, or mm-hmm. they get a little bit of support from that, but it's it's not enough. Or even our friends down at the projector, uh, you know, down in Beach Road, they need, you know, they need people in seats in theaters uh, to sustain themselves. And in fact, I think it was Garv Kripalani who said uh, last week, quite forcefully, if, you know, if there's not, if there's not a serious turnaround in this uh, theater scene, will be dead by the end of the year. Uh, you know, Serious, it's serious. Serious times, Mm. just based on the, on the economics of it. So, in light of of the things that are being done, you know, is there any way that you can see a normalization of the theater experience, in in particular, any time in the next six to nine months? What what is that? What is the discussion within the government on that?
1: Right. Of course, you know, this discussion is a large. It's a, it's a conversation beyond the arts, if you think about sure. it. It's actually a public health discussion, right? Absolutely. And, yeah, and, and, and certainly based on what we at the Arts Council can see, I mean, there's enough research that, that makes it very clear that when you have a lot of people in a small enclosed space, there is a very high risk, right? Mm. So there was the example that we shared with many of our friends in the arts sector of a community choir in Washington, where just from one session, eighty seven percent some really high number eighty seven percent of the choir got infected because there was one spreader in the group. Right. they had all taken their temperatures they, they, they had actually observed some of the, the the safety measures but of course, when you are in a choir, you actually have to sing right mm. so and, and that 's a very real kind of a research data point you know which of course forces us to be a bit more circumspect so i, I don 't have an immediate answer. I would say that the overall uh, thinking is that this will be uh, uh, quite long drawn until a, a vaccine is, is has been developed, and whatever NAC does is informed by the larger whole of government thinking on public health, right? And how groups come together in an in, in an indoor space. So so that's one 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 thought to put out. Another thought to to kind of share with everyone is that. Of course, there's a lot of free content online, and it's sort of you Now, we don't want to talk about the grubby business of, of money, but but you know online it is harder to monetize, right? Sure however, i I would maybe suggest that maybe this is a good time to think about how we can re- redo the business model. If we are willing to pay for Netflix on a subscription basis, you know, could there be a possibility of some of our art being put? up to some kind of ticketed uh, online ticketed uh, gateway right certainly Cystic, uh, which of course is, is someone we know very well as well has developed Cystic live and that is with the intention of providing gated live streams and that's hopefully going to turn out to be uh, a source of revenue in the long run and i would only encourage all our arts groups to experiment while waiting for the, the cinemas, to, uh, sorry, excuse me, waiting for the theatres and concert halls to be open, you know, but it, for, for the moment, experiment with this mode. You know, just to share another anecdote, you know, as you know, busking is also not, not allowed during this period, right? Mm. And, and, you know, it's, it's, it's of course on the streets and, and it's in public and there could be a congregation of people. So we've been actually uh, noticing that on their own and with some encouragement from, from us as well, many of our buskers have gone online into, and not free platforms, in platforms where there can be some kind of revenue, like Circles Live, like Twitch, and Big O. These are all interesting new models that are out there. Some of them actually have been around a while. But for the buskers who have been so used to performing on the streets, to to go online, that also takes a bit of change of mindset. And we're quite happy that some of them are willing to experiment. And I think we just have to keep on innovating, trying to think, how will things evolve? Because chances are that, you know, the new normal will look different from, you know, the pre-COVID world.
2: Yeah, we're talking with Paul Tan, the Deputy Chief Executive Officer at the NAC and also a renowned poet. And the reason I bring that up, Paul... Not sure
1: about renown. Yeah. Well, you're renowned with me. <laughs>
2: uh, the reason we bring that up is because you and I both know someone's... I, I do book readings, you do poetry readings. Mm. By its very definition... The arts is about the human connection, the human experience, the tactile experience. You feel, you touch, you empathise, hence live performance in any way, shape or form. And I admire and I agree with your your frankness that in the interim, the need to do things online, whether it's uh, giveaway shows, movies, films, plays, poetry readings. I get that. I do. It's an interim stopgap. But I think we would both agree that it can't be sustained, can it? because it goes against the very definition of what the arts are, which is, as we just said, it's a live performance, a shared experience between a performer and an audience. So I do sometimes wonder, Paul, and I wonder what you think about this, that this mm. slight I won't use the word obsession, but in recent months, digitize, 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 (laughs) you know, zoom, zoom, zoom. This is going to answer all our problems. Put it online, put it online. Across every business. Yeah, of course. And we're all Mm. like, got to get headsets, got to get microphones, got to do this, got to do that. It works for some businesses. It doesn't, it's not a one size fits all approach. And I do wonder, Paul, and I've been thinking a lot about this, if a more analog approach, rather than a digital approach, an old-fashioned approach might help the arts. What do I mean by that? Rather than focus on digital online, what we can do in simple ways offline, transparent partitions in theatres, the kind of things you have at banks. You know, the bank tellers have those transparent partitions. Is that not a more, and I'm just saying this, is that not a simpler way of getting people into a theatre rather than trying to get them, online. You know, simple, almost old-fashioned measures might help live performance more. Is that not a possibility?
1: I think so, certainly in the future. I mean, there's actually some serious thinking and research going on. I can assure you that, you know, all the venues are kind of thinking, what does it mean, right? If, If your current capacity is going to be, for example, during this particular period, this phase two, right, is going to be uh, uh, reduced, you know, and you're only allowed to do certain things with fewer people. Uh, What does it mean for your configuration and your business operations? But as gradually you resume a a model closer towards the normality, closer, but maybe not exactly the same as pre-COVID, what are the things you need to do within the venue spaces? I think certainly that's being being actively thought about. Um, But I would also say that that would take You've got to look at it from from a national framework as well. That means it's also got to take reference from how other uh, 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 sectors of the economy, which have got people coming together, and that, for example like sports and dance, or for example like f and then you know you can take a more considered approach as to how uh, people who are going to go into a, a concert hall or in a theatre where you're going to have hundreds even thousands of people, how do you ensure? That the patrons and uh, you know have have a, a, a certain measure of assurance and safety i, I assure you uh, that's something being talked about the point about digitalization is not meant to be binary it is not saying hey mm-hmm. guys you know we drop the analog i think i, I do not think that, that that is certainly not 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 anyone's intention it's more like during this period it's good to have some level of activity let's not forget that during the circuit breaker particularly we were all confined in our homes and really, we felt that the arts and culture was so important to get out, to uplift our spirits, you know, and that's, that's that's really what, you know, the arts can do, you know, even granted that it is not, you know, the kind of face-to-face, the kind of uh, uh, analog kind of experience that, that we like. So we continue to say that digital will continue to have some role to play. As you move towards gradual res- resumption, we should be looking at a blended model where people do a bit of both. Hmm. We will certainly encourage all our companies to think about it. But importantly, it's what does it mean for everyone's business models? Because that's not something NAC or the government can tell them. All of them, everyone who's running a company, whether you're in the arts or not, you have to think how to respond to this global pandemic and a national challenge here You know, in a way that Make sense for yourself as a business, given that the government will give you some support, and that you are also trying to reach out to your your customer base, you know, and your patrons. I think those are the the kind of uh, conversations everyone needs to have. Yeah.
0: It is a complex problem, to be sure, not only for the arts uh, seg- segment, but also for, for many businesses today. Absolutely. Yeah. Our, our thanks to Paul Tan, the Director of the National Arts Council, for uh, being with us today to talk to us about what the, the government is, uh, is looking at to help the arts and uh, where we might go forward. Much appreciate your time, Paul.
2: Thanks, Glenn and Neil. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg